0: In case you missed it, on Newsbreak. Newsbreak exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive.
1: Uh, events continue here and it's reaching its important point. Now we've just heard interfaith praise there, the Judicial Religious Councils, delivering praise in various religions, various dialects there, who... Um, calling upon for peace and, and the rising dawn, which is basically the narrative scene here. As we can tell you right now, live from the Loftus Ferrisfeld Stadium, and I think it's time now for the moment, South Africans have been waiting for Chief Justice, Mochwing Mochwing has just, well, he's just tapped his mic to see that everything's working in order. Let's cross live to hear exactly the oath um, as the president gets ready to take his oath of office.
2: ...with the people of South Africa, so that he can begin to exercise his constitutional authority. Mr. President, you have your In presence of everyone assembled here in the presence of everyone assembled here and in full realization of the high calling and in full realization of the high calling i assume as president of the republic of south africa i assume as president of the republic of south africa i I, matameira sir Ramaphosa swear swear that I will be faithful to the Republic of South Africa swear that I will be faithful to the Republic of South Africa and will obey and will obey observe observe observe, uphold uphold and maintain the constitution and maintain the constitution and all law of the republic and all law of the republic and i solemnly and i solemnly and sincerely and sincerely promise promise that i will always that i will always promote, promote promote all that will advance the republic all that will advance the republic and oppose and oppose, and oppose all that may harm it all that may harm it protect and promote protect and promote the rights of all South Africans. The rights of all South Africans. Discharge my duties. Discharge my duties. With all my strength. With all my strength. And talent. And talents. To the best of my knowledge. To the best of my knowledge. And ability. And ability. And true to the dictates. And true to the dictates of my conscience. Of my conscience. Do justice to all. Do justice to all and devote myself. And devote myself and to the well-being. To the well-being of the Republic, of the Republic, and all of its people. And all of its people. The President-elect, would you please raise up your right hand and say, so help me God. So help me God.
1: And with that, the South African Republic has a new president, Cyril Matsamela Damoposa.
3: The aircraft commander, who is also 44 Squadron commander, is Lieutenant Colonel Sami Mabidi Kama. The co-pilot is Major Ashley Nashe. The loadmaster for a paradrop is Flight Sergeant Manny Ramajela. They will be passing over Loftus Fairfelt at an altitude of 12,500 feet above mean sea level, which is 7,000 feet above ground level. The aircraft will be flying at a speed of plus minus 100 knots when the paratroopers will exit the aircraft and leap to the ground. the air crew 5 Special Forces Regiment, Warrant Officer Monapula Joseph Matabele, 44 Parachute Regiment, Sergeant Andy de Cocker, 4 Special Forces Regiment, Lieutenant Colonel Llewellyn Henry Gordon, 44 Parachute Regiment
1: i tell you what riveting scenes coming out of Loftus Fersveld Stadium here. The paratroopers entering into the stadium in, in exhilarating fashion as the crowd cheers them on. The army on, standby alert as they've just witnessed President Cyril Ramaphosa take his oath of office affirming his protection of the Constitution, affirming his commitment to the people to promote and to advance the Republic, oppose anything that may harm it, protect and promote the rights of all South Africans and to continue to devote himself to the well-being of the Republic and all its people. That's exactly what President Cyril Ramaphosa has just affirmed his oath to. He signed it now into Constitution, thereby Chief Justice Mochwing Mochwing. and the stadium is erupting here with the buzz as the paratroopers continue to enter the stadium and I'm sure there's going to be more from the South African National Defense Force as they continue to pay homage to the sacred time of course a very special time indeed and then from here on we are expected to hear the official address by the president it will be okay one of the paratroopers has just knocked into a pole and stabilized himself. Nothing to worry about at this stage, though. And yes, from then on, President Cyril Ramaphosa will deliver his address, his first one as the inaugurated president of the republic. That makes him the fourth inaugurated president of the republic. And this indeed has got everybody here at Loftus Fairsbelt on Tinderhooks, keeping abreast of the. Um, Activity here, and the lineup that is currently before us is my colleague Talisha Naidu. Talisha, I mean, I'm saying it, and it's one thing, but you bail me out here. Powerful moment indeed there.
0: Very, um, very, very emotional indeed, uh, Tarish, uh, If I could just describe, but just. Tears in both of our eyes as we...
1: We're not supposed to talk about that, As we
0: witnessed this moment, a very historic moment for our country, Uh, not now president-elect anymore. The president Mm. of South Africa officially, Cyril Ramaphosa, taking his oath. Uh, Everyone, I've been seeing many people from the crowd here, as I have my view from the box, a bird's eye view here, Uh, many people wiping away uh, tears and cheering on. As you can hear from the sound in the back, uh, everybody cheering and chanting
1: yeah, for yeah. South Africa. I think president. it starts now though because the directive that came through from Speaker Ms. Balikambet and of course Deputy Secretary General Jesse Duarte was to respect the dignity of an inauguration ceremony of the uh, head head of state, and therefore the um, you know the expectation from crowd was to not cheer and, and not, not overtly um, you know express the jubilation. But I think now that that oath has been taken, it's time for South Africans to be South African, and that is to rejoice, to sing, and that's exactly what they're doing. The entire stadium now on their feet, chanting and singing in praise of President Cyril Of course, the entire um, you know, the build-up to this entire process has been that of change, the new dawn, um, everybody talking about what Cyril, President Cyril Ramaphosa is likely to bring through here. And I think um, what's coming through now from a congregation almost a full to capacity, over over 50,000 um, capacity here at Loftus Ferrisveld, um, and, and what's coming through very strongly from this crowd is that they feel that something is likely to change. How much will it change of course that 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 is something to dissect and analyze and we of course will be doing that as our broadcast continues but needless to say as south africa united and I think talisha this was the entire point of bringing it here on africa day not at union buildings into a stadium into a public space wasn't it
0: and I think that was a point that was expressed by uh, Minister Siyabonga akswele who said the point of having it here at Fer- uh, Loftus Ferrisvall uh, Stadium was that everybody can be united again, can be one, can mm. celebrate this moment as before in unions building it would be just at the amphitheatre where the public then would sit out at the lawn to witness this but at this point everybody is together and togetherness has yeah. been one of his strong points for uh, President Sir
1: Ramaphosa. I think very thrilled was this crowd with the fly-past or, or rather with the uh, paratroopers who've just uh, entered into the stadium there with salute. I uh, see Nkosazana Tlamini Zuma in very high spirits. Hey Talisha, interesting question mark hanging there, isn't it?
0: Very interesting question mark. What we're getting from uh, feet on the ground here is that uh, former President Jacob Zuma is not in attendance. Mm-hmm. However, his uh, ex-wife is in attendance. Uh, we also know that uh, Dr. Nkosazana Lamini Zuma is here as well. But just not a former president, just
1: not, it. but of course you know the the analysts and the trade pundits are going in overdrive, speculating as to who is likely going to be the deputy president of the republic. This comes of course, is um, you know a deputy president uh, who had served al- alongside um, and the ANC, and that's uh, David Mabuza, did not, uh, you know, sway in as a member of parliament, opening up the speculation there about what this means. Two names coming forward, two females, strong track records behind them. Uh, of course, you just mentioned there, Talisha, and of course Minister Naledi Pando, could they likely be the next Deputy President of South Africa? Um, no confirmation on that yet, but that is the question on everybody's lips. Well, the program is continuing and more salutes are going to take place. We are awaiting the salute now. And um, they will also be the address by the president, his first one. And I think, uh, I think uh, you know, Telisha, they're talking about emotions, and I think uh, many reflecting there on history. In 1990, the man who just took his oath of office as the president of the republic held the mic for the first. Democratically elected president of the republic, and that was Nelson Mandela when he gave his first address after being released from prison at the um, Cape Town City Hall. He held the mic for President Nelson Mandela then, and today he holds the baton of South Africa's future. A very poignant moment there for many
0: definitely uh, so and a lot of people who have been talking about uh, you know th- th- this is a saying that I heard speaking to some of the members in the crowd and some of the delegates who came through and they said uh, former president Nelson Mandela will be smiling in his grave because yeah. this was one of his wishes is to see uh, Cyril Ramaphosa become president of South Africa yeah. so I think yeah. you know this it ties significantly yeah. with the day
1: it does and one then can also try Well, as you can hear we've got the gun salute taking place not this is defense force of course that celebratory gun salute coming through now and i'm sure you can hear it there behind me of course it's to mark the occasion of the president having just taken his oath of office and as you can hear the 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 scenes are quite powerful here everybody cheering at the at every single salute they're given course indicating the build-up then Um, and of course as we see it the flag hovering over loftus fairs Svelte stadium as the sandf helicopters three of them driving across the stadium isn't it a powerful scene i wish you were here with us but that is why you've got news break here we're out here bringing you exclusive content live from the floor powerful powerful scene i want to take you through their live powerful with his hand over his chest as he looks at what the salute means to him. It means the heralding here of his term as the inaugurated President of the Republic and a powerful moment for him nonetheless looking straight ahead at the SA&F. It really serves as the um, indication as to what is before the President. An entire Republic, South Africa, in need of repair, in need of um, being transported further into democracy. 25 years, many claim not enough to have reaped the full gain of uh, of where South Africa needed to be. And now this becomes the task of the newly inaugurated President Cyril Ramaphosa. So just to remind you that we are expecting the President to deliver his first official address. And this will come through after the gun salute taking place here now. chance coming through, and it's, it's wonderful to see uh, so many South Africans in attendance. They've filled up the half... Uh, they filled up. Um, they've filled up so many, um, so many uh, spaces here, singing, cheering for their president. And while this takes place, let's just inform you about the uh, role that the SANDF plays at the event. Of course, the tradition of of the gun salute it, it dates back to the 14th century, um, and I think in in 1842, the 21-gun salute became the international norm for the highest honor. Well, President Cyril Ramaphosa walking over to the podium and he is uh, inching fourth crowd goes crazy it's time for him to i think more um, proceed, um, well i think more protocol now being expected here with the SANDF the first salute of course to him everybody eagerly awaiting to hear from him
2: the battalion commander. the battalion is ready for your inspection mr president
1: Italian being ready there's part of protocol Battalion for president to inspect he's being escorted down the red carpet now and he's being escorted by the members of the SNDF Talisha Crowded erupts
0: definitely the eye erupting you know just as you were telling us the reason as to why the SANDF is part of the uh, presidential inauguration. Now we will see the head of state for South Africa, and that is the uh, newly elected president Cyril Ramaphosa, going out to inspect the SANDF. And uh, as he is being led by the head of the SANDF, there, uh, the major taking him through, uh, he will inspect the entire marching band. He will inspect the soldiers. He will go out, and uh, as we see him following out, uh, marching with soldiers leading him to uh, where they are based at the middle of the stadium. Yeah,
1: what can you tell us about his face? I find it so, inter- it's so interesting right now.
0: You know, I think it is just a mixture of emotions of what I'm reading. I can you imagine taking thousands of people out here supporting you. This is such a momentous, uh, occasion It's a historic moment for him as well. So much of pressure lies on his shoulders yeah. and just for him to take everything in. I see that he he has emotions on his face. Yeah. I feel like he just wants to cry just as we did a little earlier on but he's just fighting back those tears.
1: And let's put it into context for you here now because you would understand and as Talisha mentioned that uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, many, you know, labelled him as the one being groomed by President Nelson Mandela during the Democratic Dispensation. to take Take over the helm of um, of South Africa, and of course, he was the one that uh, uh, President Nelson Mandela wanted as his successor. They so didn't go according to plan then at that conference, and by 1997, so dejected uh, was Cyril Post at that stage that he stopped his political career and focused on business. So, by that action, one then gets an understanding as to, you know, how much he you know wanted the position how much he wanted to serve the nation and to now know that he's come a full 180 and he's back to where it all began must be a very powerful moment for the president.
0: Many of those years were taken off to be groomed by the ANC Youth League uh, so he is coming out with uh, a lot of experience both from the ANC Youth League and also from serving in various positions at the ANC as well so uh, we are seeing him come through as the president with, with acumen with so much of experience but it is a challenge for him coming into uh you know a, a, a very fragmented uh, yeah. you know a, a party official party.
1: yeah yeah but that's where the pressure now falls onto his shoulders because at this very act of the sandf taking him to inspect the battalion is very uh, indicative and it signals the fact that president sildurama posa becomes uh, the head of the SANDF. of course, he is the commander-in-chief now of the South African National Defence Force. The first citizen, one may call him. His walk about um, as he continues to do the rounds here, but uh, this is, in fact, I think, the President making his way around the entire stadium now, over to the band that's playing there toward the back, and I think it's. Um, you know, it must serve as a very, very special moment for him waving up the crowds and they erupt as he does so. So, um, this is basically the scenes unfolding here at the um, inauguration of the state president. And I think going into it, I think the major question, um, and, and, and rightfully so, about it being Africa Day and... Um, you know the 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 fact that the inauguration coincided with Africa Day, um, and this was explained. Uh, I think it was explained to us a short while ago by um, I think it was by Minister Molele himself, who said that it really represents South Africa's position in Africa. South Africa often seen as the beacon of hope of Africa, and that the this country inaugurates a new era of leadership um, really is a brilliant way to celebrate Africa. A day and off the president goes now to the other side of the crowd Let's just talk a bit more about um, that oath of office that President had just taken, and I think it comes at a time, um, and 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 specifically, it was it, it was a pronouncement itself made by Chief Justice Mokweng Mokweng, in one of his you know major pronouncements about um, the upholding of the constitution and the way it needs to be upheld, um, and the failure to do so, and I think um, it's it, it's been a major issue for South Africans as of. Um, how much is the Constitution respected? How much is the Constitution upheld? And I think, to when you go through the oath and you look at the constant reference and the constant uh, discussion, of course, it's it's prescribed in Schedule Two of the Constitution that this oath is, you know, the solemn vow of the president to uphold that very script. Um, I think it's something that South Africans have been. Um, you know lamenting for a great deal of time and to see it now um, you know could it really be the new era, the new dawn that they speak of Tanisha?
0: Definitely you know him taking this oath uh, is him showing his affirmation to faithfulness in representing and in, uh, you know, leading South Africa, and his obedience in doing so, and that's the the point of him taking this affirmation. We also know that Chief Justice Mukwein Mukwein was the, uh, you know, official uh, Chief Justice that uh, did the swearing-in for uh, Home President Jacob Zuma as well, so uh, this is the second time around. We do see uh, President Sir Ramaphosa now walking back towards uh, this Stage. If I must tell you what's happening in the crowd is that we have thousands of people who are uh, who have their uh, yellow ANC Rama Ramaphosa t-shirts and they're just waving it about. They're just having it above their heads and they're waving it about, uh, signaling their celebration for uh, President Sir Ramaphosa. He's making his way back to the stage and now where uh, he is expected to address the crowd.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's coming back there, having done his first walkabout as the inaugurated President. But you know, And and I think the important thing for all South Africans and specifically for those at home right now who, you know, watch the scenes and hear us right now here at Newsbreak talking about it, um, you know, they, at the back of their minds, one can understand, they still think, well, ultimately, what does it mean for me? And, you know, if you look at the theme as to the way this inauguration is being celebrated, it's together celebrating democracy, renewal and growth for a better South Africa. It's been a major challenge. For the ANC, the ruling party, of course, um, in terms of renewal, in terms of getting everybody on the same page to move South Africa forward, that's been a major um, narrative and and, and also cracks within that narrative that many have have seen um, in terms of, you know, um, whether it be camps, that many allege exists within the party, whether it be difference in opinion, whether it be a uh, difference in leadership style. And we had put that question through to some top ranking officials here at the, uh, uh, at the inauguration. And, and, and I think the sentiment coming through Talisha is that uh, you can't cook unity. You can't put it on the stove and cook it in a pot. It's a work in progress. But now Sildur Moposa back to begin the work. He's just made his way down to the, up to the main podium. He's taken his seat now and we are eagerly awaiting his address. Having fulfilled his duties here as the commander in chief of the South African National Defence Force, not over yet. More to come here as um, the army officer makes his way back to the force now, having um, having had the battalion inspected there by the commander in chief. The, there we go south african national defense force in readiness standing astute and ready to, to take up its um call of duty and as they march with south african flags throughout the length and breadth of the loftus fairs felt stadium now all of this signaling the uh, i think the handing over of um, the reins to the newly inaugurated president uh... we are still eagerly awaiting to find out what that cabinet is going to look like and i think that after this ceremony because this is quite ceremonious after this ceremony all attention is going to be focused on who is likely to represent what in parliament who is likely and yes the big question who's going to be the deputy president
0: the presidency has confirmed uh, to us that that decision and that announcement will be made on monday
1: eagerly awaiting for that announcement. I think tight-lipped uh, Minister Naledi Pando says she's not going to be engaging into any discussion or speculation about it. Um, the battalion will now march past. We request the President to take the center stage and acknowledge the salute. So yes, the salute is being readied here at the Loftus Versfeld Stadium. And the band marches on. Complete unison, everybody's attention focused on the band as they march. so I think the, I think you know back to the point and the discussion that you know kind of comes through after this in terms of um, the who's likely to be the president, the deputy president of the republic as the band continues to march forward and continues with its formations as we build up to the um, first address there by the president of the republic Cyril Ramaphosa, um, and I think ma- major conversations and I know you've done you've had a few interactions about this is South Africa ready for a first is South Africa ready for a deputy president who's female?
0: It wouldn't be the first uh, female deputy president. So I do believe that South Africa would uh, be ready for a female deputy president, but as you've mentioned, everybody is tight-lipped. Uh, we do know that, uh, the, you know, the deputy president as it stands, uh, David Mabuza, as he's been announced and brought forward as the deputy president today, uh, is, uh, you know, still doing his duties, but uh, he is and has faced the ANC's integrity commission. Um, there is a decision made, the ANC is tight-lipped about it until it is announced on Monday, so we would get that coming through on Monday, but you know, uh, opinion polls and uh, analysts say that uh, it would be a good decision to have a female deputy president. Uh, whether it be Kosazana Dlamini Zuma, uh, it would show unity within the ANC. Mm. That she comes from the uh, ANC Women's League as well and heads up the uh, you know the ANC unity.
1: Uh, Absolutely, and I think her credentials within the African Union is is is, is heavily heavily uh, commended. And recommend there and I think that would really play a great role. And of course, I think South Africa on that push for gender parity within parliament. And I think, uh, according to the United Nations report uh, most recently, I think it was the report of 2017, um, ranked South Africa pretty high in terms of achieving its gender parity. It's not yet at 50 50 as it needs to be, but very closely there in terms of its parliamentary makeup, in terms of its ministerial positions. And I think um, you know, having a deputy, a female deputy president, again. Um, would be indeed a great a great opportunity for South Africa to cement its position there going forward. So I think uh, the cost of these inaugurations, though, Talisha, it's all well-organized and well-oiled here, isn't it? And one's, one's got to question uh, the cost, and I know going into it, um, one of the reasons is to, and I know we spoke about how, um, you know, on Africa Day, how bringing an entire country together in one stadium in a public place and having them celebrate together really speaks to the spirit of Africa to the spirit of ubuntu within the South African context but another issue or another reason why um, uh, the Inauguration has come to a stadium is also a cost-cutting mechanism, and I think uh, it really indicates about uh, a new way going forward in terms of how government plans on trying to curb costs over here. This inauguration expected to cost I think between the region of 130 million rand. I, you know, in in terms of uh, previous inaugurations, that was around the figure uh, that uh, went into it. So I think um, the cost factor here. Uh, when one looks at it is is quite interesting i know the um, 120 million rand was the budget for the 24 uh, 24- Inauguration. So, this one likely to to be around the same as to not incur any further costs.
0: When you're talking about, uh, you know, the Africa Day and the significance of uh, celebrating and commemorating the presidential inauguration today on Africa Day, it's also because the constitution of the Republic of South Africa, uh, you know, provides a legal framework for the inauguration of the president to happen about, uh, you know, five days uh, after he has uh, taken his. Uh, oath and has been elected and that we've seen happen at uh, the uh, National Assembly. So it falls within the same time frame to take place uh, within this this day. And it also was a decision by presidency because they wanted the presidential inauguration to take place on a day that affirms government's commitment to advance the African agenda and uh, to strengthen the ties between South Africa and its neighbors which is the reason why we see such a strong presence of heads of states from yeah.
1: the african union yeah well there you go a full overview here of what is taking place before you as we build up and await the address by the president of the republic uh, president cyril ramaphosa well we're going to hand you back to studio as we await the address by the president when we come back we'll be bringing you the first official address by south africa's uh, newly inaugurated 2019 President Cyril Ramaphosa. Stay tuned to the newsbreak team. We're bringing you exclusive content live from the Loftus Versfeld Stadium.
0: Newsbreak exclusive. Newsbreak exclusive. (laughs)
4: ऊ पीड़िनी वधलनी गलुसा I'm <laughs> break
0: exclusive news break exclusive
1: and as the sandf has wrapped up their march along the stadium it's time for the president of the republic of south africa president cyril Ramaphosa, to address the nation this is his official presidential inauguration 2019 address
2: former president fwd clerk and Mrs. de Klerk, all former heads of state and government, chairperson of the African Union Commission, Mama Grasa Michelle, Mama Ngema Zuma, the Speaker of our National Assembly, the Chairperson of the Council of Provinces, the Chief Justice of our Republic, Justice Mukwen Mukwen, the Deputy Chief Justice Justice Zondo, members of the newly elected Parliament, premiers, MECs and mayors, leaders of our political parties, religious and traditional leaders, ambassadors and high commissioners, veterans of our struggle, General Shoke and the members of the armed forces in the leadership, General Soutole and the members of and leaders of the police, distinguished guests, fellow South Africans, I stand before you having just taken the oath of office to be president of our beautiful country, South Africa, I am humbled by the trust that you have bestowed upon me, and I'm also aware of the challenges our country faces, but I'm also alive to the fact that our people are filled with hope for a better tomorrow. We gather here on the day that The people of our continent celebrate the unity of Africa. Today, as Africa Day, is a day of friendship, solidarity and cooperation. It is a day on which we reaffirm our common commitment to an Africa that is at peace, that is prosperous, and that promises a better life and existence for its people as south africa we are honored and deeply humbled by the presence here of heads of states and leaders from across the african continent your excellencies we are profoundly grateful to you for choosing to celebrate Africa Day amongst us, giving further poignancy to South Africa's transformation from a pariah state to a full and valued member of the family of African nations. We also recognize with appreciation those countries from other continents who have joined us here today. We remain eternally grateful to all nations represented here for the sacrifices and tireless contributions by your people and governments to the liberation of our land. Today, we reaffirm our determination to work with our sisters and brothers across the continent to realize the African Union's vision of Agenda 2063 to build the Africa that all Africans want, to forge a free trade area that stretches from Cape Town to Cairo, bringing growth and opportunity to all African countries to silence the guns and let peace and harmony reign. Today we declare that our progress as South Africa in all our endeavors depends on and cannot be separated from the onward march of our beloved continent Africa. Esteemed guests and fellow South Africans, Twenty-five years have passed since that glorious morning on which Nelson Kholita Mandela was sworn in as the first president of a democratic South Africa. In the passage of that time, our land has known both seasons of plenty and times of scarcity. Our people have felt the warm embrace of liberty. They have rejoiced at the affirmation of their essential and equal humanity. They have found shelter and sustenance. They have found opportunity and purpose. As the shackles of oppression have fallen away, They have felt their horizons widen and their lives improve in a myriad ways. But our people have also known moments of doubt. They have felt the cold shadow of a past so cruel and iniquitous that it has at times threatened to eclipse the very achievement of their hard-won freedom. Despite our most earnest efforts, many South Africans still go to bed hungry. Many South Africans succumb to diseases that can't be treated. Many live lives of intolerable deprivation. Too many of our people do not work, especially the youth. In recent times, our people have watched as some of those in whom they had invested their trust have surrendered to the temptation of power and riches. They have seen some of the very institutions of our democracy eroded and resources squandered. The challenges that our country face are huge and they are real, but they are not insurmountable. They can be solved. And I extend here to say that they are going to be solved. In the face of these challenges, our people have remained resolute, resilient, and unwavering in their desire for a better South Africa. Through their irrefutable power of the ballot, on 8 May, South Africans declared the dawn of a new era. They have chosen hope over hopelessness. They have opted for unity over conflict and divisions. They have decided that they are going to remake our country. As we give efforts to their mandates, we draw comfort from the knowledge that that which unites us is far more powerful and enduring than that which divides us. Despite our differences, despite a past of conflict and division and bitterness, despite also the fierce political contestation amongst 48 political parties in recent months, We all share the same hopes and fears, the same anxieties and aspirations. We all want our children to have lives that are better than our own, to have work that is dignified and rewarding. We are bound together by our determination, as South Africans, that never again shall the adversities of our past be visited on the people of this land. This is a defining moment for a young nation like ours. Today must be seen as the choice of history. It is a time for us to make the future that we yearn for. It is through our actions now that we will determine our destiny as a people. All South Africans want action. They just just don't want words and promises, and there shall be action in our land to reshape our country in the image of our dreams it is through our actions now that we will give form to the society which so many have fought and sacrificed and for which all of us yearn for all south africans yearn for a society defined by equality, by solidarity, by a shared humanity, by good service delivery. They yearn for a society in which our worth is determined by how we value others. It is a society that is guided by the fundamental Human principle that says, "Umuntu ngumuntu ngabantu, moto ke kabatu kabantu, moto di moto ngabantu ebantu, mono ibantu ibantu bangwan." Our Constitution, the basic law of our land, continues to guide our way even at the darkest hour. As a nation, we therefore can no longer abide the grave disparities of wealth and opportunity that have defined our past and which threaten to imperil our future. It is our shared will and our shared responsibility to build a society that knows neither privilege nor disadvantage. It is a society where those who have much are willing to share with those who have little or nothing. It is a society where every person, regardless of race or sex or circumstance, may experience the fundamental necessities of a decent, dignified life. Today let us declare before the esteemed witnesses gathered here that such a South Africa is indeed possible. Let us declare our shared determination that we shall end poverty in South Africa within a generation. Let us declare that when we gather to celebrate the 50th year of our freedom, there shall no longer be any person in this land who is unable to meet their basic needs, that there should be no child who goes to bed hungry. Every school child will be able to read, and every person who wants to work will have a reasonable opportunity to find employment. As we make this bold declaration, we are aware of the depth of the challenges that we must confront. We are aware of the debilitating legacy of our past, nor the many difficulties of the present. To achieve the South Africa we want will demand fellow South Africans an extraordinary feat of human endeavor. The road ahead will be difficult and hard. We will have to use our courage, our wisdom, and perseverance to achieve this South Africa of our dreams. It will require an ambition that is rare. Like our forebears who gathered so many years ago on a piece of feld in Cliptown to declare that the people shall govern, let us aspire to a future beyond the probable. Let us reach, let our reach extend beyond our grasp. Let our gaze stretch beyond the horizon let us as we embark on this new era mobilize our every resource and summon our every capability to realize the vision of our founding mothers and fathers let us forge a compact not merely as business and labor not as those who govern and those who are governed but as citizens and patriots of this great nation, free and equal and resolute. Let us forge a compact for growth and economic opportunity, for productive lands and viable communities, for knowledge, innovation, and for services that are affordable, accessible, and sustainable. Let us also forge a compact of an efficient, capable and ethical state, a state that is free from corruption, for companies that generate social value and propel human development, and for elected officials and public servants who faithfully serve no other cause than the cause of our people. We must be a society that values excellence, that rewards effort and hard work, and rejects mediocrity. We must at the same time be a society that values its young people by creating a conducive environment for them to gain skills and be productively employed to develop our country. Today, let us celebrate the great strides we have made, demonstrated so clearly in the incoming parliament to raise the prominence and contribution of women in public life. Let us work together to fundamentally and forever change the power relations between men and women in our country. Let us end the dominion that men claim over women, the denial of opportunity, the abuse and the violence, the neglect and the disregard for each other's human rights. Let us build a truly non-racial society, one that belongs to all South Africans and which all South Africans belong. Let us build a society that protects and values those who are vulnerable and who for too long have been rendered marginal. A society where disability, is no impediment where there is tolerance and where no person is judged on their sexual orientation where no person suffers prejudice because of the color of their skin the language of their birth or their country of origin let us preserve our natural resources for future generations as we work with greater purpose to end the human destruction of our world. On this Africa Day, on the day that our nation enters a new era of hope and renewal, we recall and celebrate that Africa is the birthplace of all humanity. We recall that It was around 100,000 years ago that a small group of some of the first humans set foot beyond this continent. With them, they took a sense of perseverance and a talent for innovation, which enabled them to progressively occupy every corner of the world. Humanity has achieved a great deal over the intervening millennia, and all by virtue of talents which were evolved on this continent. Africa is poised once again to rise, to assume its place among the free and equal nations of the world. We must use this innovative talent that originated in Africa to embrace and use the fourth industrial revolution to develop Africa, to create jobs for the youth and empower the women of our continent. Africa is poised to realize the vision of Pixlika Isakasem more than a century ago when he said, the brighter day is rising upon Africa. Already he continued to say, I see the chains dissolved. Her desert plains red with harvest, her Abyssinia, meaning Ethiopia, and her Zululand, meaning KwaZulu-Natal, the seats of science and religion, reflecting the glory of the rising sun from the spires of their churches and universities. Her Congo and her Gambia, whitened with commerce, her crowded cities sending forth the hum of business, and all her sons and daughters employed in advancing the victories of peace, greater and more abiding than the spoils of war. Close quote. It is to this brighter day that we now turn our eyes to a vista that is rich with the hues of hope and promise. It is you, the people of South Africa, who have spoken. With your votes, you place your confidence and your trust in the men and women who now sit in our sixth Democratic Parliament. These 490 men and women whom you have sent to Parliament seem to have had the same call that the, la- the Lord made to Isaiah when he said, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Those that you elected have now said, send us. They have said, "Tumamina, rumanna." You have chosen them. You have chosen them to safeguard your rights, to improve your lives, and to build our country, a country that should be united, strong, and truly free. You, the people of South Africa, have sent them, and you have sent me as your president. Having taken the oath of office, I am saying now, South Africa, yebo chumamina. And I pledge here today that I will serve you side by side and work with you to build the South Africa that we all want and deserve. A new era has truly dawned in our country. A brighter day is rising upon South Africa, and a brighter day is rising upon our beloved continent, Africa. Nkosi Sigelela i Africa. Upagamise Upondoloyo Africa Yi. Morena Uluka Africa Yaruna. Upoluke Sichabasaruna. I thank you as we ask that the Lord should bless Africa. Thank you very much.
0: And as you hear there, that is South Africa's uh, president, President Cyril Ramaphosa, just uh, giving his uh, inaugural speech uh, today. And uh, some of the key things he spoke about was uh, tackling that unemployment rate again, and uh, that that lies within the youth. Also speaking about unity, unity in the ANC, unity in the country. And as you can hear, the crowd just taking it all in, cheering, chanting, and uh, singing for the uh, new president, that's President Cyril Ramaphosa, him talking about the power that the country has. And uh, Taresh I think, you know, you can uh, highlight this uh, a little bit better because you have totally, you know, taken this all in today.
1: I think uh, it was uh, an important time there for the President to talk about, um, you know, the fact that it was a very significant time to come into this particular platform and talk about uh, where South Africa finds itself. And he started off by talking about promise and dreams and and, and, and all of the, um, I think, positive spin-offs that one associates with the 25th of democracy, but right at the outset, he didn't shy away from the fact that South Africans still go to bed hungry, that many South Africans still live with diseases that cannot be treated, that youth unemployment is still a major thorn in the side of development. Um, He says these are, um, you know, unsurmountable challenges, but he made a very strong, a very clear indication by saying categorically that they are, going to be solved. So I think that was his commitment to South Africans here today as his first uh, post-inauguration address where he spoke about the challenges that exist and uh, an affirmation, a confirmation that it's actually going to be solved. Um, He says there shall be action in our land to reshape our country um, to meet our dreams. So ultimately, speaking about a plan that I think the President would then have, and he went on to talk about you know the way this vision and this dream is going to manifest and materialize and i think um what was particularly close and i know the many analysts and the many uh, you know i think the everybody waiting for an answer uh, they're going to look very closely at this particular part because he said we plan to raise the prominence of women in public life and i think that's a clear indication that is that it's, a hint it's, it's, it's a very solid hint one can deduce because um you know raising of prominence
0: well, we do seem to have a problem with the signal there, but we will come back to Taresh Hari Prashad and Talisha Naidu in a short while as they are bringing us live and exclusive coverage from uh, the presidential inauguration 2019. President Cyril Ramaphosa, no longer president-elect, and he now is officially the president of South Africa. He has been sworn in as president and delivered his inaugural address. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. Keep it locked on. When we come back, Newsbreak Talk will be back on air at uh, around about one o'clock so do stay tuned for that news break lotus fm powered by sabc news